0: Oh, <laughs>
1: now the WPTF weekend Gardener with Mike Ann and Rufus <laughs> everybody's singing and having a we just partying here at eight o eight in the morning how about that <laughs> welcome to the WPTF weekend gardener I'm Mike Rayley uh, miss Clapp is over there sowing seeds sowing seeds yeah well, that's what you that's right be doing. yeah even in this hot muggy weather yes. the um, the unofficial mayor of Boone and uh, former Secretary of State, Attorney General, and uh, Secretary General of Gardening, uh, <laughs> former Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee, aide right, to Senator Irvin uh, Rufus Edmonston Esquire is with us. Good morning, sir. Good
2: morning. Fresh <laughs> in from Boone.
1: Doesn't work.
2: Hometown Here. It was seventy. It was. I was fresh in from Boone. And while it was 92 and 94 here, it was 74 in Boone, North Carolina. Ooh. Had a wonderful time. Uh, went to the Wattaugher County Library, where we talked about taking a lot of my junk, uh, my archives. And they're they're very happy to have it and dig- digitize it. And then we had a, a Rufus Edmonds tonight at the Horn in the West. Oh, the wow. So, yeah. Well, That's an old – how long has that thing been around? Since that- 1952. It, it Next year, this the year, year I was born, January, will be seventy years old. Yeah, the old family tradition. So. I'll
1: be seventy next year. Ooh, about my about goodness, my
2: you, are getting on. <laughs> prayer, I am <laughs> ancient, <laughs> ancient.
1: <laughs> ancient. Yeah.
2: Well, I hate to say it, but you, you all in this room, you and Phil witnessed that I'm eighty. You, you saw the. Well, I'm. Well, 80 I thought three. I thought sure <laughs> you were i I've been telling everybody you were
1: sixty-three on that birthday, <laughs> That's right. so. <laughs> or a 62. You're I mean. allowed to fib a little bit. Well,
3: has hey, got you beat. So she's yeah,
1: great. you're going to have to, y'all going to have to yeah. share microphones. <laughs> Anne's
3: got you beat there. She's the oldest one here, so. You know, it's and then it's you, and then it's and sixty four. I'm, right. a, I'm a, yes, I, I, I'll be sixty
4: four. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds I'll, good, doesn't it? Okay, I'll, I'll be that and I'll another, love you when you're another time. there
1: <laughs> right. you go, the Beatles all morning long. Phil Campbell is also with us uh, this morning, sharing microphones with uh, Rufus. I good hope. morning. Hope we can get that uh, fixed at some point. And uh, Andrea Lane is is also here down from the mountains. Down literally. from the
5: mountains, where it was seventy seven when I left my my Mitchell County home
1: oh, during the day, <laughs> during uh, afternoon probably
5: it, midday. Yeah. Midday came down Golly. the mountain; it was eighty eight. <laughs> got to Durham it was 95. <laughs> I was, it was like so oh
1: my humid gosh. yesterday I know yeah do you remember but uh, you you are still a member of the the Durham Master Gardener group.
5: Right? I am I am they were kind enough to let me stay uh, through this year uh, while I got settled in the mountains because there's uh, uh, wasn't a program already set up in my new county uh, but we're getting one set up. So. Oh wow
1: yeah, so you're, that's exciting. So you're gonna be a pioneer.
5: That's
1: right. Ah, Yeah, well, there's room for pioneers in the mountains, Mm -hmm. right? That's what it was all about. Yeah. The pioneers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Wow, I was talking about the humidity yesterday. Poor plants. Mm. (laughs) The things they have to put up with. Except my banana tree. That darn banana tree I got from you, Phil, I mean, it just comes up from nothing and it's it's now covering my whole backyard and my whole patio area. So uh it's it's a uh, it's a magnificent plant. I mean, it looks tropical.
5: But you know, that's a perennial. It's yeah, not it's that's not right. even a tree. It'll like right it'll go right down to the ground. Dormant. I I
1: planted it last year. It was it was small. It was uh, maybe knee high if that and it was well above my head. By the time uh, September October rolled around, then it died down. I cut it down to the ground, piled up some leaves and mulch on it, and it, it came back out. And now it's huge. Yeah, it's very happy.
3: Yeah, they're, they're gorgeous. Um, we, I had one of my landscapers call about the one that he put in a container garden at Rex Hospital. And uh, unfortunately, I got to, uh, to actually see that banana. He was questioning it because uh, the wind, he's got it on the wind side of the hospital over there, and it had, the leaves had started rippling like, the, like you like to see them, because it does look more tropical that way, but um, this one's, this one's uh, really getting, it's on the west side, so it's getting that northwest wind coming in there, that hot wind, and it's Started to tear, you know how the leaves. Yeah, for that's lack that, of a I like word, that tear. effect. It looks very right. tropical that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So that one's really go, getting a early start on that.
1: Somebody down Campbell Road has a big grove yeah.
3: of them. The lady, the lady over, she's got all kinds of. Um, uh, I think she's Chinese. I think she's got all kinds of. All, I don't know, just every kind of plant in the world. But she does. She has a grove of those bananas. Yeah. And they're just they're. Beautiful. There's a
5: house in your where I live that is the yeah. same way, and it's up. You know, because it's the mountains. The front yard is just a big hill, yeah. but all over the hill are banana trees. Wow. And huh. In the so summer, they work up there too. They do.
3: It's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah that's a pretty hardy plant then. If uh, if they survive up there, how but,
3: tall do they get? Oh, they'll get. I've seen ours have gotten twenty feet before. Mm-hmm. So twenty feet. Yeah. Watch out, Mike! Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't. They they get they're just they get more mature every year. After... You can
1: you can almost see them growing. Exactly, the leaves coming out. Yeah. it's it's kind of scary. I'm afraid that it's going to grab me when I'm when I'm out there. I, I mentioned off the air that I got stung by something the other day, and I've been stung a couple of times by hornets, but I don't remember it swelling up like this. It, it just I was walking on the sidewalk, and it just came in, and it was like a little flash. It, it looked green to me, oh. and uh, but my my hand around my thumb and wrist swelled up, and uh, mm. now it now it still itches.
5: Would you have felt any better if it had happened while you were at least gardening? <laughs>
1: no. No. <laughs> I mean, that's happened before. I, I had a hornet's nest in uh, near an Azalea at, at some point, uh, unbeknownst to me, and I... Got in there and one stung me. I got out of the way of the rest of them. I went went to the hardware store and got some some that long distance spray. Mm-hmm. And I sprayed so much, I think I emptied the can and and it killed the kill the shrub.
5: Oh. But I didn't see
1: hiding or hair out of those hornets anymore. <laughs> and don't don't pour gasoline down the <laughs> down the hole, folks. Don't do that. I shouldn't have done that, but I was I was pretty mad. And then I was at church of (laughs) all places. Yeah, I'm mad as a hornet. I certainly was. I was at church one day and and trimming some shrubs, and one got me. And so I didn't I didn't spray it. I didn't try to kill those. I just just let the church know. I stayed away. I still stay away from it. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. Smart person. Yeah,
2: because yeah, uh, be careful out there. Well, have you ever been stuck by a yellow jacket? Now, that yeah, is the worst. Oh, I don't... Oh, my Lord. That hurts.
1: Well, what in the world
2: could be? I mean, I
1: swear I saw, and I have pretty good eyes. I, I, I well, What could be green? Uh, kind of a
3: fluorescent green like that. I don't that. know, but you're the second person that told me that they've seen something fluorescent green lately. And um, I th- think the first person that told me that, I think it was more like a beetle, but... Um, well, this was tiny. We're
1: well, not real tiny. Yeah, it was B size. Yeah, I think, but it was just a, a split second that mm-hmm. I saw it, and then, you know, I slapped slapped my hand, and it was gone. I don't know that I killed it, but right. Uh, well, I, I got I don't the know, heck yellow, out of there.
3: Yellow jackets will make you swell pretty bad. They're they're angry little creatures sometimes, and
1: well, I'm assuming that it was a yellow jacket.
3: Yeah, they're they're everywhere right now. I mean, they're just they're terrible. Yeah, and they're they're in the ground. So if you're mowing your grass with a push mower. You better be careful because you can mow right over the top of it, right. and the next thing you do is step in it. So, it's they're they're pretty bad. Right. Well, it was near
1: my next door. It was in the front of my next door neighbor's yard where the. So I was round, rounding the block there, so I got to let them know when I see them, that uh, to the beware out there. I haven't. I don't know that they've been stung, but we'll see. I'm be careful. Be careful out there. As <laughs> right. they used to say on Hill Street Blues. Right. Right. So uh 9783 eight six zero nine seven eight three, let's head to Pittsburgh and sunny. Sunny good morning. You're on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. Y'all y'all doing all right? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh I'm doing fine. I think everybody
6: We sure miss we sure miss Miss Jean around here, I can tell you that.
1: Yeah, I I sure do and and uh, her children and friends, she had a lot of friends. No doubt, oh, it's yeah. been uh, two years. This summer the now, the
3: relish will never
6: be the same.
1: I <laughs> know. <laughs> no, 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 I well, agree
3: the, with that. You know, <laughs> she
1: she made uh, that was a really big deal, Melissa. And I don't, I don't. Before I was married, I don't know where they got. I guess they got their uh, peppers, green peppers. Uh, I don't know. If they got them from the farmers market. But Melissa, my wife, would make a, a, a trip trip to the state farmer's market and get loads of those green bell peppers and take them to pittsburgh and the ladies in in the pittsburgh united methodist, methodist church or. would make that stuff and they they used to have a bazaar there in yep. uh late Every october Second you know,
6: saturday in november
1: in november okay <laughs> and uh that that was a great great thing to go i enjoyed going to that but uh, relish was uh there was a lot of relish sold and a lot of relish made and and that that house in Pittsburgh.
6: Well, I still got about eight jars left, so I got <laughs> good, good for you.
1: Good for well, you. And Melissa, luckily, have. knows how to done. make it, but yeah. I think she made some with one of her sisters uh, this yeah. summer, maybe last yeah. summer. So we have we have plenty.
6: I did, and she gave us Boy Scouts across the street that land. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mister Reeves uh, and and the community college, and you know, yep, they were giving people. They're takers yeah, and they're givers. Well, the Reeves were. And are givers?
6: Oh, they were definitely givers. But look, you, you got me off track when y'all were talking about these yellow jackets. Now I'm going to tell you something, and you may or may not remember my grandfather. Uh, they ran that little meat market down there off of the, uh, Thompson Street. Mm-hmm. But I was mowing the yard one time just to warn people about yellow jackets over there at Miss Williams' house next to Mister Kidd, who was the principal at the elementary. Right, the
1: I know where that is.
6: Yeah, so I'm over there mowing that yard, and I got about, I don't know, a third of the way through it, because I mow the yard every week. That's what you know, we did back then. We both mow yards make money in the summer. So I'm on the yard with Grenade's old snapper mower. Well, I get about a third of the way through, and I hit a nest. Mm-hmm. And, buddy, let me tell you what. I could not do much more than I could to get away from those things. Of course, I went over it the first time, or caught the edge of it, I guess, the first time, and I got popped once by one of those yellow jackets. Oh. I fought it off. No big deal. I thought, well, that was just a stranger one that just came somewhere and got caught in my pants leg. I didn't think about it. Ooh. I turned and made the lap to come back. I went right over to Oh,
3: <laughs> Good gracious. Oh, my
5: gosh.
3: <laughs> you got a twofer. <laughs> you made them mad the first time, so they oh, were yeah. waiting for you.
6: Well, well of course, I, did, I I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I came back over they hadn't all got up to the top yet because was, I was right there at the edge where I was making the turn. So I hadn't gone 10 feet from it and turned back to go the other way over by Max Smith's house and turned back going towards Mr. Kid's house. And I hadn't gone 10 feet. And by God, if I didn't hit that thing again, <laughs> when I hit it that time, now, Lord God, they were all out there ready to go then.
1: Well, they're by stubborn, the and they then they they're stubborn. Me.
6: Yeah, by the time they caught me, I was halfway to Pittsburgh Elementary School. <laughs> my down by my ankles trying to get yellow jackets That's the right.
1: thing to do is run. Run for Running, your life, I literally.
6: That little snapper powered mower on its own. It ran all the way through the rest of Mr. Smith's yard. It stopped somewhere over there almost at Al's diner.
0: <laughs>
6: uh, a granddaddy stood out there, and he, he was yelling, but he said, son, I couldn't do much more. He said, I yelled, and I started laughing. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Your granddaddy laughing at you. Mm.
6: Oh, yeah. And oh, I was well. swole up. I mean, I was yeah. everywhere from the waist down. I, mean, I
1: bet so. Well, you're very lucky because they can kill you. Yeah. Oh some people God. are terribly <laughs> allergic to it, and you know when I when I got home, I I, I uh, took some Benadryl just to just to make oh, sure, and yeah. and sat there a few minutes, didn't do anything. <laughs> I was ready to call nine one one if I because I, I oh. had I've never Why had anything swell up him, like that before. A bite.
6: Kid Ed screws across the street was sitting there laughing when I got back over there, and finally caught back up
1: with my pants. Uh, no. <laughs> there's, there's just no compassion, no oh, compassion. Oh, did you
2: lose your pants? Men are, men are huh? terrible. But
1: we, did you, well, did we're you we're run out we're of not,
6: your we're pants? we to laugh at you when you get hurt. I mean, <laughs> well, that's terrible.
1: <laughs>
2: well, did did well, you ever know my? Look,
6: I, I called to ask about yellow nutsedge, but I'm gonna tell you one more. We
0: were in the yeah. same town. Please do.
6: It wasn't a month later, and we're out there mowing. Well, granddaddy, my granddaddy was Clarence Cretchfield. He hated a, a snake. It didn't matter what snake it was. He hated it.
2: Amen. And he's
6: tri- and he was helping me trim around the bushes up front with the snapper mower because I was in the back with the weed eater cutting around the, the garden spot. So he's over there around the snapper mower, and next thing I look over and I see him running across the front yard, and he wore those old, you remember those old blue one-piece coveralls they used to wear with the little. Brass buckle in the front.
7: Yeah,
6: you had to slide into it and twist your shoulders and get into it. And if you ever got in a real bind, you were in trouble because you were just going to have to go home and clean up. But <laughs> anyway, he hit that thing on, and I look across and there he goes with this little blue derby hat on and it's falling off his head and his blue coveralls and he's just hopping as fast as he can go. <laughs> and all I can hear the mower is going. In so fact, they didn't have automatic cutoff. <laughs> He had seen a snake in that bush up front right in front of Miss Williams' house and threw that lawnmower on that snake. And by the time I got up there, she didn't have a bush no more.
2: And what about the poor snake? Rufus, is that,
1: is that your kind of reaction? to? my too? kind
2: of reaction. I yeah. tell you, Sonny, I'm afraid afraid of two kinds. Dead ones and live ones. <laughs> big ones and little
6: ones.
7: Right?
6: <laughs> yeah, is that you, Rufus? Yes, sir. Oh, dear Lord. Good God. You know, us. You, know you know my family. You know me and Percy.
2: Absolutely, and I was going to say, uh, you knew my friend, L.C. Cecil Williams. Oh, yes, sir. Cecil Williams. Oh,
6: dear Lord. L.C., good. Well, we're going to tell stories today. L.C. ran around the courthouse one night about three times, and this is as he's getting older in that old gold Lincoln Continental he had. Yep. And, you know, he he liked to take a little chew every now and then. Well, Ronald, uh, I'll say this Ronald. I'll stop, but I won't say his last name. We went over to Pete's gas station and grabbed the windshield wiper box over there and pulled all the windshield wiper blades out and threw them on top of it and put the box over there right behind the statue. Well, every time LC would come around the corner because he was watching all his kids sit around because, you know, that's what we did in Pittsburgh. We watched the statue grow. Yeah. It didn't grow very much as far as I know, but anyway, we, that's what we did. And he would come around, and Ronald would open up that windshield wiper box and go, Elsie! And he'd slow down and look around. And of course, everybody's looking the other way. He'd go around the courthouse again and come back in and he'd yell, LC! And he'd go around the courthouse go around one more time. Well, about the third time he'd come around, Ronald yelled, LC! LC stopped the daggone car right there in the middle of the street, got out and he says, I don't know if you're talking to me, Statue, or those kids, he said, but I'm going home and getting another jar of shine because
1: I've had enough of this.
2: <laughs> That's my boy Cecil. Sonny, great hearing
1: from you.
6: But so look, Yellow nut sedge. I got it all over my backyard. I live off Old Graham Road, about three miles out of Pittsburgh there, off 87, you know. And I can't seem to get rid of it. My poor dog, her feet are just getting eat up. Yeah. What, what do I need to
3: do about it?
1: Well, I don't know. There is sedge hammer that some people swear by. Yeah. I don't know how it reacts with uh, Phil. How would how it re- react with a dog who's going to be out there?
3: Well, I, I would just be careful about that, but after – if you spray it with Sedge Hammer or Sedge Master after it rains, everything should be fine. Or if okay. you could water it, maybe after three or four days, if you could water it and just kind of, uh, you know, get get some of that down in the soil. But yeah, I think you'll be fine. I don't, I don't okay. think you will. fine. well, well
6: that's what I wanted to know about because I mean, I, I've got Sedge Hammer. Mm-hmm. I know, I know about that, but right. I was worried about the dog being there. And I mean, in,
5: read the label. Nowadays. If it's harmful to the dog, it will say so on the yeah, label.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, always goes, read the label. It, it says keep pets away from it. Yeah, I've read through
6: it. Well, yeah. okay. Because I went down there to uh, first source used to be old John Deere, and I, I got a, a that that ain't stuff ain't cheap either. Oh, <laughs>
3: yeah, I know easy. because it works. <laughs> so, uh,
6: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it works. It ain't like the stuff you buy online where you can get a bottle full of water and a drop of something.
1: Right. Well, we'll we'll discuss this some more uh, coming up. We got to take a break, yeah. Sonny.
6: All right. Well, Mike, good to talk to you. Nice well, talking Mike, to you. Y'all come
1: see me. All right, Thanks, buddy. You, Take care. See Take you, sonny. Right. Bye. All right. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. at 826. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF, uh, keeping the laugh going it. here. <laughs> keeping the laughter going is yeah. what we're all about. And uh even Nuts Edge, I guess there's something funny about Nuts Edge. Any other thoughts on Nuts Edge? Nuts Edge?
2: I can tell you about nuts. I've got him in my life. <laughs>
3: Speak up, counselor who can't hear you. I think um <laughs> uh, we were just talking about it as long as um he lets the the uh Substance that dry either said nut sedge, sedge master. As long as you let that dry before you let the, the pets back out, you'll be fine. Um, and certainly after it, we have a rain, so you might want to check the weather and maybe about one day before it's going to rain, just go ahead and hit your nut sedge and then and then it, you'll and be then in keep good Keep your shot. dog off, right? Keep your dog off for that day and you'll be fine. Now, what about them? digging it up? Sounds well. like
5: he's got a lot. <laughs> Yeah, Sounds like it. Oh. I mean, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, you know, everybody needs a hobby. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's gardening. Well,
5: Weeding is gardening, too. Some people
3: need something to keep them out of trouble, too. <laughs> there you go. We have
1: all kinds of things. I, are, are, I don't know that there are any – I got I got a note from somebody, an uh, email, about – this is uh, for a gallon of vinegar, two cups of Epsom salt, a quarter mm. cup of Dawn dish soap. And they're wanting to get rid of weeds with this. Now, there are drawbacks to that mixture, too. You'll
5: only kill the top of the weed, yeah. not the root of the weed. Yeah. And the problem with the sedge is that it's, um, you know, any root left in the soil uh, is going to regrow
1: Why are you talking so slowly
5: Vigorously. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) Because this is a very
3: serious subject. No, we can talk louder. She's been up there in the mountains. I know. And you can talk softly. What are you afraid of, the echo or
5: something up there? Because it's quiet and people can hear
3: you. (laughs) That's right. There's no noise up there. Okay. Say it again so So, we can.
5: (laughs) So nutsedge is one of those really aggressive weeds where just a little tiny bit of root left in the soil uh-huh. is going to create another grove of nut sedge. Yeah. So, if you have a, a big, big pile of it, you yeah. know, the, the, the key is to get it before it gets big, to, to really be out in your garden, do a garden tour once a month, see what's happening so you notice things like nut sedge before they get out of control. But once they get out of control, it's kind of hard to, you know, really hand weed Um, just like stilt grass yes that's another one you know there's a
1: bank uh this house is up on a hill in my neighborhood i walk by it every day and there's ivy along the bank Mm -hmm. but there's also stilt grass coming out
5: (laughs) i mean that stuff will grow anywhere it's it's isn't it something when an invasive gets uh kind of uh its space gets eaten up by another invasive (laughs) do do y'all have stilt
1: grass in the mountains
5: um, I have seen some, yeah. yes. I think silk grass is everywhere, but I have a, I, you know, I, I know the solution.
1: To What's the solution to this? Because <laughs> Ruf, <out>. Rufus just <laughs> well, sat up only, in his yeah. chair. <laughs> I, I,
5: yeah, I, I noticed that. that <laughs> I noticed that. Well, on the Durham Master blog a couple of years ago, I wrote an article uh, researching uh, how to get rid of the silk um, And if it's, you know, if it's gotten to the point where it's out of control, um, you can spray it with a 1% solution of glyphosate. Even a, even a 0.5, I think, will work. Um, so that's a very weak solution of glyphosate. Well, what about,
2: D'Andre, when it's mixed in with other, your other beautiful well, this flowers? Well, is,
5: this, is, this is the awesome thing about this solution is it won't, that weak of a solution for uh, the will kill the microstegium, but nothing else around it.
2: It's so like I've noticed that if a weak solution, I've got, uh, I, I love moss, and little mm-hmm. weeds come up in the moss. If I do a weak solution, I'll kill the weeds, but it won't hurt the moss.
5: You've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So I, you know, so that's the, you know, the, the silver lining with micro uh, with uh, stiltgrass, which is Microstegium, is the scientific name, um, uh, is that it. It doesn't take a lot to kill it. You know, a, a lot of herbicide to kill it. So the key is to do a very weak solution of that would scare um, me to death herbicide in
2: there with my. I' be uh,
5: I I know home. I know, I know, but i've I have done it, but I was against another very aggressive plant, um periwinkle mm-hmm. um and it killed the microcedium, knocked it all down, but left the periwinkle largely alone all right um, phil
1: well, yeah. I know you're very <laughs> organic what what ha- say you Well,
3: I have no problem doing that, but <coughs> i what I like to do is do it with my rope uh spreader instead of spraying it like into the. What's a know, I, it's a rope spreader. It's um what it is. It's basically it's lariat. What are you it's talking a, <laughs> about? It's a piece. I'm thinking of a lasso. It's a piece. <laughs> no, it's a piece of PVC, a long pipe, maybe about eight feet or six foot long pipe, mm-hmm. and you pour your solution down into that, and then you can buy these like at Agri-Supply. Mm-hmm. Um and they have a the rope. There's a rope at the bottom, and the it absorbs the um, roundup, mm-hmm. and then you just swipe it across. I, I see. always think of Swiper the Fox and Dora.
5: I see. <laughs> now, if it's growing in your lawn, the the, the solution is completely different. Right, um, right. So.
3: But I was thinking, that see, when you do that, you can do it around other plants and mm-hmm. not touch the other plants. So I'm sure that would work on the still grass.
5: Well, this solution that I uh, received is, is – um, uh, I got it from uh, North Carolina Botanical Garden. So, you know, they are all about native plants, so they mm-hmm. would never – offer advice that is going to harm your peonies.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I love that bonsai collection up there at the North Carolina Botanical Garden in Asheville. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just beautiful.
1: 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. So I hope that that helps. Probably not just with the microstigium or uh, the stilt grass, but...
5: The nutsedge,
1: um, nutsedge, and and other weeds. So we say no to to the the vinegar and the, the Epsom salts. That sounds like I, we've talked about that before. I mean, it it, uh, it can be just as much of a problem as uh, as other chemical other chemical mixes that, <clears throat> that we buy right. in a bottle. Right. So I don't know that I'd use that. 919-860-9783 so Andrea tell us about uh, the makings of a master gardener program and uh, what's your you know how how it's different to garden in the mountains since you've been up there for <coughs> a few
5: months now well it's different to garden in the mountains because everything is a steep hillside. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, you know my my wife who grew up on a dairy farm used to tell me when we'd ride through the mountains, did you see cows? Did she tell me that they that one one side the uh, the, yeah, the yeah. legs yes. were shorter? Oh, and, yeah, definitely. so I th- that's yeah. true with. Uh, I've noticed that Rufus limps here. I he was going to say, I think my
5: leg's one's going to yeah. be shorter. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that that's the trick, right? Yeah. we are going to try to milk them, too, with the <laughs> short legs on one side. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I, you know, again. It might
1: tip over on you.
5: Everything's relative. In my North Dorham garden here, I used to complain about, you know, walking a little a little slight slope uphill, you know. Like, yeah. maybe it was an 8% grade, you know, and now it's Have like you ever a rolled 25% down before? grade.
1: Have you ever rolled down accidentally before, or? <laughs>
5: Uh, not yet, but okay, there's time.
0: Good. I'm
2: new. Good. <laughs> well, I noticed in Boone this time, I've always marveled at how the dahlias grow so unbelievably stout in the mountains. And what it is, the, the growing season is shorter and they give it all they got. That's that's the. the I see. Okay. The magic all of, the energy. And the mountains, all the energy goes into that. Well, about three weeks, I've noticed in Boone, you've got about a three weeks growing difference. Something that will mature here, it's going to take three weeks in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So it is just, a, Boone has a, a flower pots now that are just beautiful all over town. That's They've, they've spruced up Boone tremendously,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it will be in January, the 150th anniversary of the founding of Boone. And uh, if I can get up the mountain in January, <coughs> I intend to go back, but I...
1: Are any of Daniel Boone's uh, relatives going to be there?
2: Well, we've got one that pretends to be Daniel Boone at the Horn in the West. Oh, okay. And there are some relatives that, that, that and they his mother and father as you know came out from Davey County, around Knoxville. Right. Yeah. And I I would suggest if you've never seen the Horn in the West pageant. I've heard about, about know, it all my life. Pageant, go see it. Yeah. Because it's the, the oldest running revolutionary pageant in the country. Uh, it, it chronicles the, the life of Daniel Boone and the Battle of Kings Mountain, which was a turning point in the Revolution. Uh, you've seen it, haven't you, Phil?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And, I have. and, you, and, and ne- next to the Horn of the West grounds uh, is the Daniel Boone Garden Gardens. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a nice little, <clears throat> uh, simple, uh, natural garden. Mm-hmm. I, I was in there filming some uh, last week. And it was just gorgeous, and the hydrangeas are, yeah, they they just are flourishing in the mountains. So yes. beautiful, yeah, I'm sure yeah, they are happy up there.
1: Yeah. And then you can go to Tweetsie Railroad. Oh yes, yeah. I Let's can't wait to take Tweetsie. my grandchildren to to Tweetsie Railroad. Well, I hope oh, they yeah.
2: don't scare them like they used to.
1: Yeah, they scared my children. It was great though. I,
3: hey <laughs> Tweetsie, that's a funny. I story. had hold
1: of my son. We were riding on that train, and and his heart was just.
3: <laughs> <Thumping>.
1: <laughs>
3: it was Indians jumping and the cowboys jumping and everybody. They All told the David They told my David to hold the uh strong box for him and he wouldn't give it back to him. <laughs> That's <laughs> a smart Lord. child he just, there. Kept, he just kept holding on to it. He's like, You're not taking it.
1: <laughs> I was gonna take a break, but we uh, Nelson Cox is on the line with us. Hey oh, hey Nelson.
3: Nice.
1: Hey Nelson, how's it going? You back from Hotlanta, huh?
4: Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you guys?
1: All right. Good. So you at you at the hut or are you down at the beach or?
4: I'm actually at the Fifquay Verena Growers Market this morning and I did want to uh, make one comment. Um Please terrified me. When those horses and Indians came a running it scared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know when I was a kid that the horses actually uh, you know the, the, they yeah. really did stunts. The horses were yeah, right beside the
4: jump off Yeah, they get on the horse and get on the train. I was terrified. Oh, man.
1: I don't guess OSHA won't let them do that. (laughs)
4: Well, I I am at the Fuquay Verena Growers Market, and I have Taylor Orr with me. Dana Orr. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Taylor. Dana Orr. And I want her to tell a little bit about what's going on in Fuquay Verena downtown at the Chamber of Commerce.
1: I wish she would. Hey, Dana.
7: Hi there! Thank you so much for having me this morning. Um, your radio program sounds great, and and we will do our best to promote your radio show here as well.
0: Oh, thank of you!
7: Promotion going on as well. Um, but I wanted to, you know, thank you for this opportunity. We're here every Saturday morning up until Labor Day weekend, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, offering various vendors. Um, we have RB Mason here, who's a, uh, kind of a local famous farmer, uh, as well as Ogburn's Berries and Produce. We also have R&B Farm, who has fresh um, raised pork, and they've donated some ground pork today so that the Post Center ladies come down and see Christy and Lacey. They're here doing a pork stir fry, and they'll also be doing some samples of some fresh summer salad a little later. We have Forever Sweet Bakery, who's offering some um, home of good taste baked goods. We've got Love My Nest, who has um, home-built wooden bird's nests. Victoria Essie does jewelry and gifts. And then, of course, Nelson's here um, happily doing some gardening demos throughout the day. We also have Level 6 Boot Camp here from 9 to 10. They're going to be doing some um, boot camp demos in our parking lot. We've got the Fuquay um, Health and Safety Coalition here, which is a um, subcommittee of the Post Center as well, promoting um, substance use prevention for kids. We've got the community co-op and Pippa's Farm also here today. So we've got lots wow. of good things going on. So please um, come on down to the parking lot of Chamber of Commerce right in downtown Fuquay. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, thank you, Dana, very much. Yeah, I love uh, farmers markets.
4: Bubbles that are bubbles floating everywhere goodness gracious
1: i think they've got the bubble machine are y'all uh y'all drinking out there is that champagne <laughs> <laughs> that champagne
4: nelson <laughs> just just good old hydrating water buddy oh okay all
1: right that's that's uh, much better with all this humidity and heat
2: well
4: nelson yes sir? by the way thank you
2: for you and pam coming to the party the other night and you tell pam that that was the most intriguing different gift i think i've ever received and you know what well, I talk i'm talking about t-
4: I, I, I'm gonna see if I can find the left one, and then I, maybe you can wear them. This was
2: a shoe that holds a
4: bottle of whiskey. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, and everybody needs one of those. And you should see, see a this, this shoe. It's a, it's a Carolina shoe, and if, uh, if we, there came a, if there can, came a bottle with it too. Oh, how about if that? If we
4: can find the mate to that shoe, I want you to wear them, Ruth. Right no,
2: now. I want to see you in them. <laughs> well, he will limp
1: then. One shoe. Well, happy
4: gardening, everyone, and Rufus, I hope you had a great birthday.
2: Oh,
1: it was just wonderful. Well, if he didn't, then I don't
2: know what kind of Uh, shindig he would need. Yeah, I'd be whipped if I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) I was very pleased and and happy
4: that everybody. I'm standing by Love My Nest, and they have the most beautiful handcrafted birdhouses. They're stunning. Uh, Many of them have the, um, gosh, I'm going to call them quilts, but the quilt design. They're stunning. You've got to come see this. They're unique, one of a kind.
1: Sounds like a lot of fun. Now, where is this in Fuquay?
4: This is at the Fuquay Arena Chamber of Commerce right on Main Street.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's in Fuquay and not Verena.
4: Correct. Okay. We're in Fuquay. We are not on the other side of the track. So I could probably, <laughs> not to start I could anything. Probably, uh, yeah, I could probably drive a ball from here to the track. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Well, now so we'll uh, we'll be in touch, dear lady.
4: Okay. Take care, all my friends. Love you. Okay. Bye. All right. okay. We all love right. you, all you right. too. Take care, too.
1: All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. It's 8.51. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back at 8.54. Mike Riley here along with Ann Clapp and uh, Rufus Edmonston, Phil Campbell, Andrea Lane, who is with the Durham a, uh, extension Service as a Master Gardener, but lives in the mountains now. So you're starting – what county uh, would you <clears> – <throat> is this gonna, your new Master Gardener program starting in?
5: Uh, Mitchell County.
1: Mitchell County. Okay. Yep. Now, is Mount Mitchell in Mitchell County? <laughs> I
5: mm.
1: – You know, that's not that's not the North <laughs> Rufus, Carolina is way. is that right? Yes, it is. Or is it yeah. in Avery? Okay, right.
5: Mitchell. It's in Mitchell.
1: Yeah. Okay. At Mitchell, Mitchell County is just south of, of uh, Avery County, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, okay. Right,
5: Avery Mitchell, Yonkers. Just just yeah. north
1: of Monocam. Something like that.
5: Quite a bit north. <laughs> yes. How far
1: are you from Asheville? Are you close um, you're closer to Boone.
5: We well, actually we're about halfway between Asheville oh,
0: and okay. Boone.
1: Well, that's a nice. It's a nice drive uh, between those two. I've done that several times well, over that's, the years.
5: You know, that's one thing I really like. It's just a nice drive wherever you go. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> that is. <laughs> and you get. You know, I'm you going to that. the
5: grocery store, and I look up, and there's all this beautiful mountain, mountainry. Right? You
1: I'm get like, wow. to the Blue Ridge Parkway, and you still have a long way to go to get to the end of North Carolina, west. Oh Lord, yes. Yeah. Uh, Eight fifty-five. William is in Durham. William, thank you for waiting. you on WPTF.
0: Yes, I w- was listening to what you said. About that pervasive uh, and basis, uh, um, periwinkle. Mm. And I have periwinkle that has gotten involved with my iris, and it's a problem. And um, we, we we whack it and all of that. And I was wondering if there is anything else that can be done with this. Boy, you know, I like periwinkle, yeah. I, like, I really like periwinkle, know. A the ground
5: are,
1: cover.
5: you know. So, the the thing with um, <clears throat> with an invasive species is there's no um. There's no single source of what an invasive species is. There's a lot of different sources. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, in North Carolina, I like to follow what the North Carolina Botanical Garden believes is an invasive as, you know, because they know our state. So I grew periwinkle when I lived in the Northeast um, and loved it. I mean, it's a, it, it was great for erosion control sure. on a slopey area. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the problem with it in a climate like ours and even in Virginia, um, is, is if it becomes close to a natural area, it will just run wild. And then it's like the, my, the stilt grass. It's, you know, how do you, how do you weed a natural area, you know? Right. Yeah. So are you, um, sir, are you, uh, you say it's growing among your irises and you've been weed whacking it? Are you weed whacking the irises too?
0: Well, I have to. Well, after they finish growing, I have to weed whack everything. I see. to get it cleared out. Yeah. Because it's just so twisted up in there, and it um, it kind of ruins what's going on. The the irises will grow up, but so so will the periwinkle.
5: Well, and see, eventually the periwinkle will win, and the irises over time. It may take a decade, but they will slowly just die out because they're not getting any of the water and nutrients. Um, the periwinkle uh-huh. is. Is a bully, and it's it's taking everything away. Um, It's a really tough problem. I'm I'm having the same problem in my new mountain uh, garden because uh, I um, the previous owner uh, left me some beautiful irises, beautiful yellow bearded irises, and growing among them was was periwinkle. Now that area was a a smaller bed, and I've just been going through hand weeding it
2: since. Yeah, or you can move
1: you can move the iris.
2: Well, William, you could what I do did that. one time—I had the same thing happening with periwinkle, <clears throat> and I dug up my irises, yeah, yeah and then round up, bodily. put Roundup on the periwinkle, and killed it off, and put my irises back in, and I got the periwinkle killed back far enough that it—if it crept too fast, I could—I could keep up with it.
5: Yeah, right. And that—that's you know, periwinkle um, grows as a ha- has a habit as we call it, like the nutsedge. If just a tiny little bit of root is uh, left behind, mm-hmm. uh, forget yeah. about
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is not the only area I've had the periwinkle uh, to grow, and I have it in some areas to make it look more beautiful, but it yes. has really gotten in there with my uh, large bed of uh, yeah. iris. So hot figure I just have to dig it up.
5: So if you, um, if you want to take Rufus's advice to... Um, To dig up the iris and just uh, do it that way. This is an ideal time to do that. July through September is uh, the time when you would um, divide irises. Yeah. See if you can can find a cooler,
1: cooler, less humid day, though, William. Yes. True.
0: (laughs) True.
5: It's the right time of year, but not the right day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, thank you very much for your advice.
1: Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the family, William. Call us again.
0: All right. Thank you.
1: Yes, sir. And uh, Steve and Garner will be with you right after the news here on WPTF.